Hi, this is Stuart with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited for you to hear from Jessica Huff on this episode. This was a fun one. You'll hear kids in the background as we're recording on this snow day. She was holding two little ones while we're talking about her story, talking about Jesus. She's a former professional athlete, current girls basketball coach, but most of all, dedicated wife, dedicated mother, and follower of Jesus. So let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Jessica. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. You bet. So I'd like to start this off, just some background information. Just give the listeners a little bit about yourself, Maybe you know, where you grew up, your family growing up, and then your family today. Um, I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, my husband is from Denton, Maryland. Um, and so I've grew up just about everywhere. I say that. I mean, Milwaukee was home, but once I hit my collegiate route, um, going to Penn State University, I never really came back from there. So I've, I've bounced around in a lot of different places. And in your family growing up, did you grow up around faith? And then at what point did you make it your own? So I'm, I come from like a, a melting pot. I really do. Uh, my dad's from Germany. Uh, my mom's from Detroit. Um, and so they met in, in Detroit. And um, my father's family is your, your typical German family. We're uh, very blue collar, you know, very straight to the point. Um, faith was not something that was embedded in my dad's family. And my mom grew up in a typical Baptist church. Um, but I found my way, I will be very honest with you, in college. Uh, mm. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, when I say you have a calling on your life, I, I'll never forget it. I got off the bus. I was in my Penn State University sweats. Uh, my best friend said, hey, I want you to meet me somewhere. And it was funny because it was a snowstorm then, too. And um, walked in and, and something took over me. Uh, it's not that I hadn't been in church. It's not that I didn't know the Lord, but I did not know the Lord as uh, my Lord and Savior. I didn't. Mm. And it was that day that I gave my life to the Lord. And when I tell you it's been history ever since, um, you know this in this coaching world and this coaching carousel, life can be crazy. But I always feel like I have my anchor in my faith. And so um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Penn State University in 1998 is where wow. I completely dedicated my life to the Lord. Yes. That is awesome. So yeah. we'll talk about faith again in a minute. I want to sports. You mentioned playing at Penn State. So obviously played collegiately. You've played professionally, done a lot of coaching. Yes. So kind of give us a little bit of a snapshot of your sports um, career. Sure. Um, so went to Penn State University. I was an all-Big Ten track and field athlete. I did the heptathlon. And um, had every intention to play basketball. Um, everyone's life sort of kind of goes in different directions. At the time, Reedy Portland, God rest her soul, was the coach at Penn State University. We were really good at that time. Um, and so I was really blessed to have a phenomenal career athletically and academically at Penn State University doing the heptathlon. And then after undergrad, I came back home, um, just trying, like everyone else, trying to figure out what I want to do as my career path. And one of my closest friends at the time, she tore her ACL in Germany and they needed a replacement player. And so for little to nothing, I went over to Germany. We all squuzzed and lived in a two bedroom. And um, it was sort of history from there. I really felt like I had the call for the ball, came back home, got into some camps, got an agent. Seven seasons later, retiring in Australia, um, I had a great pro playing career. And so uh, it's funny because I coach high school ball now. I mean, you sort of kind of know my resume. I coached collegiate basketball for 16 years once I retired. 
uh, met my husband and then we said one of the non-negotiables would be not coaching because it's bonkers. Um, But then we moved here to Huntington, West Virginia, and I coached our local high school team, St. Joseph Catholic, who historically has been really, really good in the past, nine state championships, um, and we're back to making a championship run. So uh, my my point in all of this, to all, especially all my student athletes listening, your journey is your journey and your God is your God. And it's not going to make sense. I promise you on paper, <laughs> statistically, it makes no sense. But here we are having a blast and we're God led and fed in the process. So you mentioned uh, your husband being a coach as well. So yes. what does that look like in your house? Since you're back in coaching, you're a mom, you're a wife, yeah. your husband's a, div- a division one head football coach. What does that look like in the Huff family? Um, you know, it's crazy. And I want to be totally transparent and say that there's, um, we talked about this at the bowl game. There are mm-hmm. beaks and there are lows. And I want to say that because the God we serve is not necessarily a every day. It's just going to be beautiful at all times. Type right. God, He's a consistent God who is going to hold you through it all. And I think how you conduct yourself accordingly um, is doing nothing but giving him giving him praise and glory. So um, there are great days. Um, I, he gave me a room in this house, which is sort of my room, and I can put up like my stuff because there's always a man cave. Um, and so I get to walk in every single day and remember that my gift is a coaching. My craft is my speech, and I'm able to bless young women along the way. It's not about trophies. It's not about accolades. He does the exact same thing. I want to say this. I want to say this. He's my colleague. Um, and this is the reality of coaching. I want to say that too. When we put this out, he has taught me resilience and coaching. He has taught me patience in coaching, but I also have full admiration for him as a coach. And so as we've gone through this journey together, it is not about accolades. It is not about, um, winning percentages, um, goals. Obviously my husband's goal is to win a national championship. Why would it not be? Right. Um, Right. But when you are with someone and you are walking parallel as a woman and a man um, of God, the lows don't seem that low Mm. and the seem really, really high and they're validating. And so um, it is intense sometimes. Like right now he's on the road recruiting. And to be honest, he'll probably be back sometime in February um, with stops in and out, in and out. Um, But that's what it takes. And to be voted national recruiter of the year, um, I always tell people he can show you better than he can tell you. And so I'm in admiration of him um, and what he's able to endure, but how he's always able to come out of it um, and giving God the glory. And so I think that's what keeps us grounded. I imagine a pretty competitive house. Um, you know what? This is the thing. So for all my couples out here, we do not bring it home. We don't bring it home. We've never brought it home um, because for the longest, we had a long distance relationship. And I think our time was so minimal that we had to just keep the main thing, the main thing. And and that's us and that's family. So it's not really competitive. Now, cooking in the kitchen, that's competitive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I put Coach Huff's ribs up against anybody and everything. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's great, though. I mean, not just in coaching, if we would all just leave stuff before we come in the house, right? For us married couples, it would things would be a lot, a lot better. Well, he taught me that. Um, so I used to go to bed with the computer on the bed. I mm. woke up to scouting reports. 
you know, you've got your coach's tablet, which I still do, but you're never at rest and you're never at peace. Um, for all my listeners out there, there are sometimes I would have, I had people in my coaching career who said, oh my God, you physically look so good. Like, how do you find the time to work out? The truth is I was maybe working out four days a week, but I wasn't eating. I was drinking cups of coffee all day long. And I, my mind mm. and my spirit and my body was never at rest at night. So yes, physically, I may have looked like I had it all together. But the truth is, I never found that place of peace. And as I, I'm learning from seasoned coaches, still, when you're able to find balance, that is when the prolific things come through your mind as a coach. That's good. That's just a good reminder, too, that a lot of times we we all can fake things, right? We look everything oh, yeah. looks good on the outside, but you know, you you peel you peel some layers away and it's not as good as it looks. Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody, like when they say life is lifing for everyone, so everyone has some kind of private battle that they're fighting. They really, really do. And um, I think game day, if you if you think about it, game day is a a a picture perfect reflection of how do you handle hard? Can you handle hard better? And giving grace and giving glory and doing it all with a form of grace, I think, um, again, pays homage to you never know what private battles people are fighting. It's how you uh, conduct yourself accordingly, how you'll come out of that. Um, it's how you can be a blessing to somebody else. That's that's good. So you mentioned your craft is speaking as well. So I want you know I want to ask a little bit about you have a foundation as well. Not I mean, you do a lot, right? Coach, wife, husband, uh, mother, and you also have a foundation. So what does your foundation do? Sure. The Jessica Kern Foundation um, started off as a foundation to raise money, honestly, for camps. Mm. Um, mm. It started off as raising money. I worked at a mid-major. I worked at a mid-major. We just didn't have the money to give bonuses to coaches. And mm. so I would run camps and clinics through my foundation to be able to do supplemental income for my coaches and my program. And then from there, it really sort of kind of took off. It took off and we were able to do um, camps. We were able to do speaking engagements. And I realized that the speaking engagements really, really were blessing people along the way. And they were financially advantageous to what it is that I needed. So from there, I mean, people just started requesting and ask, asking. And I said, you know what? Once I got out of the collegiate game, it turned into me creating scholarships. Mm. I created scholarships for students to bridge the gap. So these are not, you know, $50,000 scholarships. These are $2,500, $5,500 for the kids who say, you know what, Ms. Jessica, I've been working my way through school. I'm a first-generation student. I, I don't have enough to just pay my balance to walk across the stage. And I realize when I say the little things, it's the little things that truly, truly, truly matter. Um, I have had some phenomenal young men and young women along the way who – have said, you know what, my grandma took on a second job, went out of retirement mm. to try to pay me to go through community college. And all I want to do is bless her along the way. And so I think we might lose it in athletics. This is what the foundation started as, but this is why we have to keep this thing going because in athletics, sometimes our identities are only established when we win, but the victories, my God, go way beyond the floor and the court. Oh. And when you can bless someone's life, to me, that is the ultimate. So it's it's that servant leadership. And that's what Jessica Kern Foundation is. It's being a servant leader in our local communities to make sure that we can bless other people. I love that because you're right. There's a lot of people that, you know, just have those little needs to, I like what you said, bridge the gap. 
That's huge. Absolutely. Um, and my husband, let me say this, gives me a phenomenal platform to be able to do that. So I'm grateful that he allows me to just take it and run with it as well. Um, because it is also brand management. It, it's it's branding the Huff family and what it is that we believe and what we do. Yeah, absolutely. So what speaking of Huff family and branding and platform, I mean, you you have a large platform on, on social media. I mean, people from all over. So how do you as, how do you, what guardrails do you have um, because social media people can be ugly at times as well, right? And so I imagine when you use your voice for good and also couple that with um, your husband being a Division One football coach, how do you manage social media? Um, let me say this is not an easy task. And I also want to be very clear, it's not a lifeline. It's not a lifeline. I think we have all become extremely guilty that social media is a lifeline and it's yeah. something we have to do. It's not something we have to do. It's something we choose to do. So if you have a responsibility with your social media platform, go back to why your why, and that's being responsible with your craft. My gift, again, is my words. So I keep it in family, faith, and positivity. You will not keep, see me go outside of that. Um Every school, it doesn't matter if you're here at Marshall, um, you're at Alabama, you're at Penn State. It doesn't matter. Every true fan believes that it is their conviction and their words on that day. And so I like to tell a lot of young coaches, if you have your stick to itness to your why, nothing's going to rattle your foundation. People believe, again, people's perspective is reality, right? So they oh, yeah. truly believe that that is the ultimate truth at that time. But if you are the coach you say you are, if you are the leader you say you are, whether it's good and bad, tough and easy, you have a responsibility to be consistent in your craft. And so when I started my social media, which is how I met my husband, which is crazy on Twitter. <laughs> um, that is crazy. It is. It is. He slid in my DMs. I want everybody to know that. He slid in the DMs. Um, it, I have just decided that it can make or break. And this family's been so, so blessed. I'm going to make sure it's something that can catapult us versus something that can hinder us. And and um, I just try to keep that in mind when I post. But I'm grateful for everyone that follows because um, I hope I'm blessing people along the way. Oh, absolutely. That's good because that is a good reminder that it's not our lifeline because, you know, especially the coaches and, and athletes I talk to, that's always a fun question to talk about because fans, like you said, what they're feeling in that moment is their reality. Absolutely. It may not be a real reality, but it's theirs, right? And, and I just, have an I opinion. Mean, Trust me, I, there are times that I, I want to, as the young people say, clap back. Um, that's not my purpose. That's not my passion. And it's not productive. So at the end of the day, um, I'm learning that less is more. Your actions actually become exactly what it is that you need to say versus sometimes you having to say it. Um, and then if I have nothing to say, you said this to little people, right? If you have nothing to say, don't say it at all. Um, patience and, and that, that peace. Um, my words, one of my words going into 2024 is pause. Mm. Pause before you say, pause before you react. Holding is another one of my words. When someone says, how you doing? Even on days that you may not be having the greatest say, I'm in holding. Mm. I'm in holding. I'm holding in a space that keeps me at my peace. And so, um, yeah, if I can give any advice before you react, please 
pause because it is stamped out there in the atmosphere that you can never, ever get rid of. And I, there are so many phenomenal young coaches that are coming up through the ranks. I just want you to have your shot. You know what I mean? Well, and like you said, if you, if you say one thing back, you know, you just have a, a weak moment, if you will, and I mean, you can lose all the credibility you have as a positive voice. You can lose it in 30 seconds, right? Absolutely. And it's so you know, unfortunate. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the part. I've got a 20-year-old and twins that are 17, and that's what I tell them all the time about social media. It's, it's fine to have it, but you can lose and mess up your future and just type in a few words. Don't do it. Absolutely. And I try to get all the young people on my teams, especially to know this. People are giving you exactly what they want you to see. Keep that in mind. When we were older, right, uh, even in journalism, people were still doing real-to-real journalism. It, it wasn't filters. It wasn't all those things. People are giving you what they want you to see. So just keep in mind that there's another story behind the story. So before you want to give your opinion, before you have something you need to say, because trust me, when I first started coaching, everybody needed to hear what I had to say. And if you were for me, you must be against me. And I'm mm. fighting for equity. And no, 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 no. There's a story behind the story. So as I got better in my craft, as I got more confident in my craft, I realized that there are battles that people are fighting that I know nothing about. And it is not my responsibility to put gasoline on the fire. It's my responsibility to give a different perspective. Well, that's good. And then sometimes it's that battle that we don't know anything about that's causing them to act the way they're acting. And, and if, like you said, if we throw gas on it, we're just, we're not helping them get over their battle. We're, we're fueling it and making, you know, and having a negative impact on them. It is not easy. I don't want anybody to think this is easy. It's not easy, but it is worth it. I'm telling you, it's not easy. There's so many times I tell my wife or I told my kids, I'm like, I had to keep scrolling today, but I typed this one reply to somebody, but I hit, you know, I deleted all the words before I hit send because it's not worth it for yeah. what, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, well, that's, that's good. So um, question for you faith-wise. Yeah. So a lot of people have like a life verse I like to ask, or is there a scripture that God has shown you recently that you'd share? I have it right here in front of me. Um, and this is for my wives. This is this is for my wives um, or anybody within the sound of my voice who um, aspires to be that wife, right? Because um, we do lose our way at times. I'm the first person to say that. Uh, Proverbs 31, 10 and 12. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trust her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And this is something, I have a prayer box that I put next to my um, bed. Um, a lot of times with sticky notes, a lot of times with whatever I could find. Um, it is not easy being a wife. Um, but I will say it is one of the best jobs in my life. That and being a mother that I ever could have asked for, my resume, uh, it's my resume builder. It's it's my everything. And when I say, I sometimes think as wives, we forget in the midst of the media, in the midst of the jobs, in the midst of the contracts, in the midst of the wins and losses. I think we forget how we are truly, truly anchored and being the anchor to mm. our husband. 
Wow. And yes, that doesn't mean that there are not financial woes. That doesn't mean that there are not family issues. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean any of that. But what I'm saying is sometimes we forget our strength as a wife. Mm. And that doesn't mean in the physical sense. That means in the spiritual sense that there are times, and my husband will tell you that I put my hand on his chest that night and I can fear his, I can feel his heart in the middle of the night just beating quickly. And I know there's a battle that he's fighting, but it is my obligation to pray over him every single night to make sure that he understands that he's fully covered in God's love and God's blood. That's not always easy. It's not easy through losses. It's not easy through contract changes. It's not easy through opinions. Um, but it is my job obligation to respect him enough to know that at his wife, I am his anchor. And so um, that's a scripture I've been holding on to. That is awesome. I love the idea of a prayer box and being next to your bed. I haven't, I haven't come across that. That's that's awesome. I started doing that in the beginning of my coaching career because I was so exhausted, and mm. I felt like I was, um, I was not giving God the time He was due. I, I wasn't, and I felt like I was a graduate assistant, right? Duties as a sign. So I was washing jerseys, doing scouts, cleaning the floor. I'm doing all these things. I'm sleeping in the locker room sometimes, and I'm like. God, I haven't spent five minutes with you. And so at the time, when I was at Arkansas Pine Bluff, I was a part of a very small church. And uh, the pastor at that time, it will always reside with me. And he said, you know, no matter how you give God your time, just make sure he knows that you're giving it. And mm. so I write it in notes. I put it in pockets. And that carried over to coaching. And the older I get, the game is so slow to me. It's obvious. But to young players, they're not catching it. I start putting sticky notes in their locker or in their pocket or in their book bags because it is a constant reminder, just like God's constant reminder for us. I am here with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And it becomes a repetition. So that's why I started my prayer box. Yeah, I love it. That is awesome. And that's just a good reminder, too, for those of us that are married that, you know, whether husband or wife, the whole just praying over our spouse at night is that's good. Yeah, it's very important. It's very, and, and it's even more important when times are hard. Let me say yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. when it's good. Oh, oh, Lord, I thank you. Oh, Lord, for the blessings that you bestowed. But when it's tough and you're in that valley and you don't want to pray, that's the time. Well, I tell you, that's so true, whether it's in marriage or my own personal walk, right? It's easy to go, yeah, yeah thank God for this you know, raise or thank God for a victory yeah. or thank yeah. God my kid did this. But yeah, when things are bad and you got nobody in your corner, that's when it's hard. Yeah, that's good. Well, I've enjoyed it. And uh, I know uh, you got, got your hands full, literally. Uh, hey. Enjoying a snow day. But you know what? It is what it is. And I did. I thought twice about having the kids on and rescheduling with you, but I, I've stopped trying to walk in this perfect walk of perception. It is what it is, man. Like, it is what it is. We prayed 10 years we couldn't have a kid. And two kids in three years. Come on now. You can't pray for it and then decide this isn't the day. This is my reality. This is my life. I tell my teams, you know what? I got a sick kid today. I trust you guys. You're responsible. Who's my leader? Who's got the practice plan? Check in with me and give me the scout. But sometimes you just got to walk in blind faith and figure it out. So thank you for accepting me how I am, brother. Like I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Jessica for taking time to just give us a glimpse into her life and her story. I hope you 
really sense the authenticity, the transparency that she brings. And that's what really, really encouraged me. It wasn't um, all the accolades, the lifestyle. Um, it's just authentic. This is who Jessica is. Um, as you know, incredible athlete coach, but just by doing this, holding her two little ones, I mean, just just drove home the point that she is a dedicated wife, a dedicated mother above all, and a follower of Jesus. So please share this with someone that may need some encouragement. Um, and I just want to say at the end, um, we love to hear from you. Find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the search bar. Just type in All In Sports Outreach. You'll find us. Go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Interact with us. Keep up with what we're doing. You can find out ways to to pray for us, to serve with us, to give. Um, But most of all, your prayers mean more than you know. The encouraging notes we receive mean more than you know. So we truly appreciate it. And until next time.